Broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take. It's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 187. I'm Schmitty. I'm Colin. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. We're almost there. We're so close. We'll figure it out one day. Second off. It has been a tumultuous time trying to get this episode started, but here we are, episode 187. We have a quartet running, not our normal one, but we'll take it. Um, a lot of fun stuff to get to, so we're going to jump right into it. Shout out to our friends over at trekradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, stitcher.com. Um, Want to give more love to our friends, 48-14.com, best hosts in the world. We mean it. Head on over to Eagle Moss Limited. I don't know what their URL is. Probably something else.com, but you can find it at the top of stolen droids.com. That's turn off your blockers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I get through those every week with that many dot coms. Eagle, it's eaglemoss.com. There we go. I want to, you know what? I'm going to go and register dot com.com right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Kim.com bought that. I, I was actually ago. just going to say that you stole my thunder, <laughs> Schmitty. <laughs> Kim.com and Professor.edu. <laughs> it's a German name. Dot .edu. Dot .edu. Okay. It's a traditional German name. Um, now that we're completely off track. <laughs> yeah, hey. I don't know what episode this is, uh, or what, what week this is for, but it doesn't really matter. <clears throat> the 27th uh, we, of October, 2014. Yay, Monday the 27th. Hey, with how whacked out we're out right now, let's hand this over to Colin. <laughs> he has some details on giving Grinch. <laughs> All right, so... Finally, we have a date for the Giving Grinch, uh, which is a huge charity event that um, is uh, created by one of um, Dollface's uh, good friends. And it's basically a nonprofit organization that's supposed to help out uh, multiple families um, to have a good Christmas. Um, and so we're throwing a huge event um, that'll take place uh, November 29th at uh, Matagogo in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, from 5 to 9 p.m. And so there's going to be a ton of vendors, uh, sound auctions, music, and uh, a bunch of other entertainment there. Now, this is going to be appropriate for all ages, right? So bring yes, the kids. all age appropriate. Uh, there's going to be a ton of cosplayers there, in case you don't know what cosplayers are. Uh, there are people who dress up in awesome costumes. So uh, we're going to have people from uh, Heroic Inc., um, Deep Girls Corps, uh, and then uh, FantasyCon is a big supporter of the event, as well as uh, Big Shiny Robot. And, of course, us here at Solar Days. <laughs> and people are also encouraged to uh, cosplay themselves, too, right? Yes, they are. Definitely. It's like cosplaying in December. That never gets to happen. No, I take that back, actually. Cosplaying in December is always boring because everyone always cosplays as the same guy. Same. Uh, actually, there is the uh, Utah Winter Fair. Uh, which takes place, I think, the first part of December sometime. Well, that aside, it's, it's kind of like a, this event, like a medieval convention kind of thing. Yeah. That all being that being said, you want to go to this event now. What can people bring? Of course, uh, they can bring money for donations. Uh, they can contact us if they'd like to uh, participate and give um, items up for auction. Uh, if any businesses want to get involved, we are definitely looking for that and. You can just email dollface at stolendroids.com. 
And, and of course, it should go without saying, too, that even if you don't want to donate, if you just want to come on down and have a great time. Yep, more than welcome to. Yeah. More than merrier. So, very, very cool. We're, we're proud to be a part of this, and we're very, very proud of our doll face as well for, uh, for spearheading this. And, again, where can we go for information on that? Uh, you guys can check out the Giving Grinch Facebook page, uh, as well as the GivingGrinch.com. And you can also make donations online there if you don't have time to like, go to the actual event. The GivingGrinch.org, sorry. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I wasn't going to correct you, because I didn't know for sure, but considering it's a charity, it should this be a dollar. very true. <laughs> Dot mill. <laughs> the paramilitary <laughs> organization known as the Giving Grinch. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, very, very cool. Again, we are so proud to be a part of that. And uh, we do want to have, we have very generous listeners. You know, we do. You guys are out there and we know how awesome you all are. So head on over to givinggrinch.org. Learn more about this. Learn why we're a part of this and why we believe in it. Um, and uh, be ready to help give, you know, help provide for other families this year. Uh, more site news. Well, readily a repetition of last week's site news. Uh, Scam Show is being retired to be replaced with uh, the Moving Picture Show. Yay. It's, it's the where same they Dr. talk Spishilo. about the talkies. Yeah. <laughs> where talkies get their very own internet broadcasting radio show. <laughs> what time is that on? Yes, exactly. You can catch it every day, uh, 24 hours a day, if you so wish. If you need to hear that much of Dr. Squishy, however, he may have words with you. He may have a prescription for you, actually. <laughs> but, or a restraining uh, order. <laughs> yeah, or a restraining order. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Into our headlines. So we're still kind of giggly. We had quite a... Um, I scared the crap out of Colin before we started recording uh, by telling him someone was behind him, and he lives alone, so... Not did not understand how someone got through my door, let alone ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. If they were actually ninjas there, we wouldn't see them on webcam. <laughs> this is true. true. Yeah. All right. Uh, first up into uh, Google News. Why not? Google yeah. Inbox. If you are not in the know, you would be confused by what we're referring to as Inbox, because anyone in the world has a Gmail Inbox. That is not this. Inbox is an actual app for both Android and iOS that launched two days ago. Is that right? I, I believe uh, so. General release, I believe, was today, actually. Okay, it was announced two days ago. And, well, what is it? That's actually kind of hard to describe until you've seen it and used it. Now, it's currently invite only, and I use air quotes when I say that because it seems to only require you asking yeah, you can I actually ask- if if you have an inbox account, if you got if you were among the initial batch of invitees from Google today, which is Friday, they actually gave you the ability to start inviting people. Oh. Um, so if you they actually invite- don't have invites ready yet. No, I could do it earlier. You're what? wrong. You are why wrong. Can't I, why can't I invite people? Because Zoner is the inbox hipster. Uh, I was using inbox before inbox was cool. <laughs> I, I would describe inbox as um, it, it's, it's the Google nowification of email. That is a good way of putting it. Now, um, that still doesn't make a lot of sense to people who don't use 
now a whole lot. So let's try and put this another way. If you look, open up your Google inbox on your mobile device, it immediately tells you, you have four financial emails, you have three um, uh, package tracking emails, and you have a few social emails. Also, this person sent you travel information, this person sent you a payment, and you have an auction ending here. It kind of attempts to cut through all the crap that everyone inherently gets in their inbox. That in itself is cool, but not necessarily really against what the normal Gmail app does now. It doesn't do it quite as well, but it does allow you to do something else. It allows you to archive things you've read or pin things you need to see again or and this one's really unique, set a reminder to let you know of that email again. So say Schmitty sends me an email saying, hey, don't forget to call this person on Saturday night. One, that's an odd thing to email, but people use their email in weird ways. I can tell the system, okay, I've read it, but remind me again on this uh, at that time to send this email again to me. It's not actually sending it. It's just kind of... What would you say? It's re-pinging your notification center. Hey, don't yeah. forget you got this email telling you to do this. Yeah. It, it, well, it also creates a reminder in Google Now. So if you're if you're going back and forth between Inbox and Now, that reminder is in Google Now. Now. Later. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that, Google. Real great naming there. That's almost Microsoft quality naming. I, I can almost see that, that they're working on merging this with Now later. <laughs> um <laughs> That's really hard to say, but you see what I mean. Like all of it, all of their apps are starting to follow the same theme and follow kind of the same way of of working, how you interact with them. So I can see this integrating with now a lot easier in the future. Um, the only downside to it is a lot of these features would work really well in Google Apps. Like I, my whole uh, the the place for which I work uses Google Apps, and being able to pin. And set reminders for emails would be so useful, except Google Inbox doesn't support apps yet. Google yeah. Apps. That would so. be wonderful because, you know, I was able to get my personal inbox down to zero uh, after using Inbox for a few hours. However, I've got like 1,500 emails in my inbox at work. I would love to get that down to zero. And <laughs> yeah, I, I have that. It's I called think- Outlook. I think the only thing that's going to help that is some sort of massive sacrifice, you know, on my part, like, you know, goat, chicken, whatever. Coworkers. Uh, coworker, yeah. <laughs> I did it all for you, Google. <laughs> That'll make the news. <laughs> I just I just click select all and archive. See, no, I actually have that at work, though. If you have Exchange, which the numbers say most people do, well, you I don't. right-click and you say, you know, add a, um, a priority to it, and it actually flags it. And shows up in your little sidebar, and you can give it a due date. You can give it, you know, all sorts of different stuff. But that's not to take away from this, because this is actually really, really cool. Of course, it's not for Windows Phone, because Google hates you. Um, And when I say you, I mean Microsoft. It's also technically a beta. And I think they're lying. And, And here's why I say that. Because... It doesn't have the beta nomenclature on there, right? They said it was a beta, but it's not on the name. It's it's not really stated anywhere. And it seems far too, we're releasing this, but we're not wink, wink, nudge, nudge to actually be a beta. I believe that Google is trying to see how people use it and how people take to using it. And they just don't want it to be released en masse and have everyone freak out about it. Right. 
Well, you know, it's interesting because I was reading some of the reviews in the Play Store for the Inbox app itself, and there's a lot of one-star reviews because people are pissed off they can't use it. They're they're one-starring it because all they want to do is use it, but they've got the whole Google invite thing going on, which is just making people angry. Yeah, I don't think people should be giving it one star just because they can't use it. Oh, I yeah, agree. It's ridiculous. You should be they shouldn't it one be star. able to. Yeah, they shouldn't be able to if they can't even download it. If they haven't downloaded it, then they shouldn't be able to leave a review. I agree. That actually sounds like something that Google should do to the Play Store if they haven't already. They, they can track that. Yeah, they yeah. they can. You know, though, I think I I actually wonder with Lollipop coming out in the next few weeks, is this going to be integrated? Is this a feature in Lollipop that they've kept kind of quiet and we're going to start seeing this inbox as opposed to Gmail? That's a good question. Kind of how Google Now is integrated into Jelly Bean and Ice Cream Sandwich, yeah. (laughs) I think Ice Cream Sandwich was the first one where Google You're Now right. was really integrated, wasn't it? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. yeah so I think it's so. very possible. Um, if you have gotten an invite to it, this is what it is we're talking about. If you haven't yet, don't try and use it. I still, I mean, it's slick. It's kind of cool. I don't think it's fully polished yet. Yeah, when I, when I was using the app earlier today, um, I was uh, just checking a couple emails and a lot of the image sizes were not proportional at all. Uh, they were actually not even their like original size, height, or width-wise. And so it was tossing it off quite a bit. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't seen it yet, but honestly, I haven't looked at a lot of images. So I don't get people emailing me pictures. That's probably for the, for the best. Yeah, we, we saw it happen when your Dropbox password got leaked. Well, you know, you know, and my iCloud account gets hacked. And one of the cool features that I really like also about Inbox that they don't really go over in the tutorial. I kind of had to dig before I found it, and I didn't even know it existed. There's a low priority category. Um, It's all the email (laughs) that that you're less likely to read, like things that you've sent out, payments you've sent out, or your um, mother has died. Oh, (laughs) no, things. They're emails that are sent. um, based on an action that you did, like you paid for something, you know, th- those emails, you already know you did that. I get bugged by those emails all the time. And I love th- that Google knows that they're low priority for me. I don't ever read those. I know I sent a I, payment through PayPal. I, I don't need that. I email, don't think, so. I don't think it's just stuff that you've done though, Schmitty, because I'm getting, I'm getting emails in my low prior that are flagged low priority from my kids, teachers. That's because you just, because cause you never open those. <laughs> I never open them. I just delete them because they come to another account where I read them there. I'm not just a bad father. I promise. Yeah. Well, sort of. I'm going to have to pick your brain a bit on that because I don't have a low priority. Oh, it's there. Area. You got to scroll it, all the way down. It, it'll um, show up eventually for you. But yeah, but yeah it's, it's based it's, on your usage. If you never open the email from your kid's teacher, it's going to think, oh, you're not ever likely to read this. So we'll stick it in here. <laughs> and, and I saw it and I immediately deleted it. <laughs> Huh. I've been fired. Oh. No, I'm joking. My I, condolences. <laughs> well, that's a cool thing. Like, like that email from your teacher, you can drag it in, or your kid's teacher, not your teacher. You can drag it to a higher priority. How's fourth column. grade going for you, Zoner? You can you can change change which uh, 
uh, category it shows up in, and then uh, Google relearns for yep. you. So that is quite cool, actually. That's very, very cool. So um, again, yeah, if you see that coming across your inbox, if you see inbox coming across your inbox now, that's actually your inbox integrated with now that you can now have. And you know, it's interesting because for April Fool's Day, Google came out with uh, what was it? Gmail Blue. Gmail Blue. <laughs> yeah. Make fun of Windows Blue. This is all blue, and I actually don't like the look of it. I wish I could change it up a little bit, but I, I love the functionality. I'm yeah. sure they'll have customization soon. I'm uh, sure they won't. I get the feeling that this whole material design kick that they're on right now is going to override everything. It already has. <laughs> yeah, not real thrilled <laughs> like with that. Docs and and uh, with App Store. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, moving on into some Apple news. And we, um, I, I actually called this, I want to say it was last week I called this, um, the iPhone sales are up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. The 6 and the 6 Plus really kicked it into high gear. iPad sales are down. I mentioned this last week. I see, see the increase of phablets really cannibalizing tablet sales. And I'm not the only one thinking this. A lot of people are saying the same thing. Why on earth would you buy a 7-inch tablet an iPad mini when you can buy a six inch iPhone one inch difference does not constitute the need for another device. You know, there's another thing going into it though, however, and uh, there's this great article on Gizmodo talking about why tablets aren't really updated as much. And the fact of the matter is, especially where Apple's concerned, and we've talked about this as well. We we've kind of uh, sneered at it a bit, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you have an iPad one or two, there isn't a huge reason to go and get an iPad Air 2. Right. Yes, it's slightly faster. Yes, it's slightly thinner. Yes, it's slightly lighter. But truthfully, it can't do anything much, that much more than the original iPad or iPad 2 could. Yeah. And I've actually seen this happen with Android tablets as well. We love CPU speeds, right? We're all, we're all huge nerds when it comes to stats. But truth be told, the 2007 Nexus 7 and the 2011? No, the 2012 and the 2013. <laughs> really? They were only a year apart? Yes, they're not. Yeah, I guess 2007 wouldn't make much sense no, there. No, no, not at all. Not <laughs> yeah. at all. The Nexus 7 back then was a phone book. Um, <laughs> you could doodle on it. Uh, okay, so but the year difference brought some improvements, but it wasn't so many improvements that people who had the 2012 one immediately needed the 2013 right. no, i'm still rocking my 2012 when it's getting slow mm-hmm. but i mean i'll eventually upgrade but it's not a real high priority for me i think another factor at play here is that um tablets aren't really a high traffic device like your phones are um when i when i have my phone with me well i always have my phone with me and i'm always using it even if i have a tablet sitting right next to me uh the tablet's more for you know, pick it up, use it for a couple minutes, and then back to my phone because I'm on the move. So tablet is more of uh, – it lasts longer because you're not using it as much. It's not getting that wear and tear that your phone is. I think also people don't know what to do with tablets. That, are, uh, are tablets a productivity device? Are they an entertainment device? Are they a workstation? You know, what what is a tablet for? What is its primary purpose? And I think it varies so much that – People just don't really know what to do with them. It's when I want more detail on Clash of Clans, I pull out the tablet. Indeed. 
Well, and, and that kind of it raises a good question because when people saw the iPad, and we're using the iPad as an example, not just because it's in the, the, the news story here, but because honestly, credit where credit's due, the iPad was the first real commercial tablet that finally realized mobile computing the way we'd always imagined it. You know, before that, you had the old Microsoft uh, Slate PCs that were just Windows PCs with a Windows interface that you could hit with your finger. It didn't have the instant on. It wasn't reconfigurable to do anything. We saw the iPad, and it reminded us of Star Trek. Yep. But the thing is, yeah, the data pad, the pad, P-A-D-D. The problem is, is that, um, you know what they didn't have in Star Trek? Smartphones. True. Well, it's because they, they didn't need smartphones because they had the communicators on their on their lapels. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. But it's like I still see tablets. And it's like, you know where tablets would be great? Hospitals. Everyone walking around with their tablets. And they use them like for that. Um, I see tablets being great uh, if you're an astronaut. Uh-huh. You know, if you're a scientist. Okay, things like that. But for the most part, people do not walk around with their tablets like people thought they would. You know, I think something else that's hurting the the tablet sales and this goes into another story we have down later so i'm doing a little bit of on-air producing uh the surface 3 is really doing well and that has kind of filled that that niche that i think the tablets ever so slightly held hmm that's an interesting thought i hadn't thought of that and you're right um it is a lower headline here. Office 365 and Surface 3 are doing great, uh, leading Microsoft to wonderful profits. Um, everyone who said that it would never work, well, we told you so. Yeah. But you're right, because the Surface 3 is kind of a working tablet. Productivity, t- yeah. It's not. You do not hand your Surface 3 to your four-year-old to shut them up. No. no. Okay. <laughs> that would not end well. Yeah, that one's my checkbook. <laughs> yeah. That would that would do that would be horrible. Enjoy my thirteen hundred dollars tablet. Yeah, yeah, but it's a work tool. It really is. It's a productivity work tool. Can you play on it? Oh yeah, yeah, you can play. Um, you can watch movies. You can listen to music. You can read your comics or your books. You can play Skyrim on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you can turn <laughs> and play Skyrim. So I, it's but it is much more productive than your Nexus Seven. Your Nexus Seven. I, I don't know, Zonor, you have a phablet. What do you use your Nexus 7 for now? No, it's not a phablet. It's, I, I have a what Nexus 5. What phone do you have right now? I have a Nexus 5. What size is the screen? 5. It's pretty much a phablet. It's close to. And I've, I've got a Nexus 7. I use my Nexus 7 for reading comic books. I use it for mobile gaming. And that's about it. A little bit of Facebook, not a lot. I don't like Facebook, so I mean, I'll I'll read news on it every now and then, but it's primarily for reading comic books and mobile gaming. My phone, if I need to check Facebook or something, that I'll typically check Facebook there just because it's in my pocket, you know. If, yeah, if messaging and everything, all that is done on my phone. So I mean, my tablet serves a purpose, but it's a very specific purpose. Okay, very Fair limited. Enough. Fair enough. Okay, we want to know everyone else's thoughts, too. Who out there are phablet owners? Who are uh, tablet owners? Where do you think your device is used most for and what its future is? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Into Chinese news. That's not a racist headline, I promise. It turns out that China has been utilizing 
According to sources, and we need to stress that because Apple says this isn't happening, but uh, according to certain sources, China may be using Apple and the iCloud system to gain access to people's iPhones from anywhere. Um, they they estimate that there's about 100 million iPhone users in China, um, but it, it would I personally think you'd be naive to think that if China was doing this, they'd only be doing it to Chinese nationals. Yeah. What's better yeah, than no, big data? Bigger data. Everywhere for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, not a lot of uh, details have been coming out about how they're hacking it. Um, Apple, of course, says, no, 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 the iCloud system is fine. Um, As Jennifer same- Lawrence will attest. Yes, uh, but uh, by the way, it's so fine. We're currently running an update on iCloud security as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, how uh, do they have iCloud employees working in China? Because remember the last um, issue we heard about uh, China um, people from China hacking Google was because there were there was a Google data warehouse in China, and employees within that data warehouse were hacking from that. So. It, do we have any information on that, or whether or not iCloud has a data center there? Or um, actually, I don't know. It's possible. Um, oh, here's an update to the story. I do apologize. Uh, Apple has said that we are aware of intermittent organized network attacks using insecure certificates to obtain user information, and we take this very seriously. However, the attacks don't compromise iCloud servers. Well, okay. duh. <laughs> uh, either they worded that wrong or they worded it exactly how they meant to. And they're saying, well, yeah, they're attacking your information and everything's bad. But our servers are just fine. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, to answer your question, there is actually a iCloud data center in mainland China. Okay. Hmm. It makes sense, you know. Yeah. I can't imagine China really wanting its users' information stored in the U.S., much like we don't want ours stored in China. Go fig. Not like it matters since they're hacking the crap out of us anyways. Yeah. Okay, let's jump ahead a little bit to Yahoo. I know, we don't talk about Yahoo a whole lot. Typically, they don't make a lot of news. But when they do, they really make news. And the one coming out here is that next month, they're looking at redoing the Yahoo homepage. Anyone remember the last time they redid the layout to the homepage? Yeah, it was 2000. 12, I think. Was it right yeah. after Marissa Meyer took yeah. over? Uh-huh. Shortly after they changed the logo, actually. Yeah. It was shortly after they changed the logo, but before that. Mm. I mean, Yahoo has only changed the layout of the homes page like three times in all, its entire history. Early 2000s, like 2003, when, when Google started making bigger headway, they, they re, redesigned it then, too. I think you're right, yeah. Well, they're doing it again, and this is kind of interesting. I... I'm not a huge Yahoo user as it is. I like the design. I like what they do. I just, I'm kind of ambivalent about it. But I'm not sure how I feel about this homepage. I'm not sure how the usability of it. Well, looking at look at the images of it, it, it definitely seems like they are um, catching up to most other websites where that are going with like a flat design. Um, Microsoft calls it the modern. No, wait, that's Google. 
See, I no, can't keep no, that's way. Microsoft. Google okay. is material. Material, okay. Yeah, Microsoft calls it modern. Google calls it material. And now Yahoo's doing it. Um, Apple it calls way. it innovative. Right. <laughs> they invented it, actually. <laughs> they invented so, yeah, the internet. Everyone's going with this flat design. I, I actually like it. Um, and whether or not it's it's more usable or not is, is beside the point. People like uh, to see things cleaner and and so I think I think it's good for them. This is actually one area where I think Google has really fallen behind. Because if and, and I invite everyone to look at our show notes and find this article because they have pictures of what the new homepage is going to look like, and it really makes a lot of use of horizontal space because mm-hmm. everyone has widescreen monitors now, right? Everyone has 1080p monitors, and that's normal. And when you go to Google, Google still lists all search results in just this flat list on the left-hand side of your screen. And occasionally we'll pull up additional information on the right-hand side and some ads, but doesn't really give you a whole lot of, hey, welcome to the internet, here's your day in a digest version. Oh, by the way, would you like to search? Which I think is a real value that Google is missing out on. Remember, they used to have the iGoogle page that you could customize yourself and put in your own headlines and RSS feeds and calendars. And then they retired that. And it really made a lot of people upset when they got rid of that. I've actually had conversations with the, one of the project managers that worked on that. Um, yeah, I told, I told her that I was not happy when that went away. <laughs> a lot of people were. I, I liked iGoogle. Now, now for going back to Google search though, they have said specifically that they want to keep the search page um, clean uh, so that they they focus on on search and ads, uh, they don't want to clutter it too much. But if you look at all their other stuff, like the like Docs and and the Play Store, they're all using the more responsive design and using the full width of your screen. Yeah. So they are going that way, but not not specifically for their home screen. Which is weird. It is weird, but I, I I'm I'm not I'm not saying Google's crap for it. I'm not trying to you know poo poo on them, but it's weird. You know, it's a lot of lost value there. Because that's actually why I've started to use Bing more than anything now, is because it gives me a nice, clean homepage with, yeah, some information if I want, and then I type in a search, and the entire interface switches over into search mode, and I'm, you know, you it is 2014. Web technologies have advanced enough, many times because of Google, that you can change the interface depending on what you're doing. And Yahoo's figured that out, and Microsoft has figured that out. And it's just weird that Google won't. Uh, also in Yahoo News, they uh, they announced some interesting financial numbers. They released their earnings call, and they're still not making huge amounts of money. Okay? No real surprise there. They're still trying to claw their way back. But one area where they've actually made quite a bit more money than they expected was mobile ads. We talked, I think, a year ago, a year and a half ago, that Yahoo actually gets more traffic than Google. But Google can monetize nearly 100% of their traffic, and Yahoo was monetizing like 12%. Well, the number was even more dire a year ago for their mobile stuff. They couldn't monetize any of it. It didn't even show up on the earnings report. And this year, their mobile uh, accounts for 17% of their overall $1.15 billion. That's not nothing in a year. No. And it has a lot to do with uh, with all the the apps they've released for for mobile. They've been they've been making huge headway in that area. So, well, we were there. We were there at CES when Marissa Myers actually launched it, uh, and I remember sitting there in the audience 
and everyone immediately pulling out their phone and visiting the sites she was telling us to go to, and they were incredible. Yeah. And then they crashed. They were <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I don't know. I I don't think uh, I think they're going to be around for a while longer. I think they're doing okay. I think so too. <laughs> Yeah, they'll we'll, we'll be around for a while. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's redo this here. Um, Amazon, Amazon. It turns out might be in some financial trouble. Well, I, okay, I'm I'm getting ahead of it there. It turns out that Amazon does not make as much profit as you would expect. I'm probably speaking out of turn to say they're in trouble. I don't think they are, but they're certainly not making profit. And the funny thing is, is that a lot of uh, financial analysts are saying it's because of all of their little experiments. Hey, let's make a phone that won't sell. Hey, let's make a whole series of tablets that'll only kind of sell. Let's make drones. Let's make stores everywhere. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. They have revenue and they're using it. So that's, I I think that's okay. Um, And whether or not their experiments fail or succeed, doesn't matter because they can pull those projects at any time and start making money again because their main money maker, which is amazon.com is still going strong. So I will always have a prime addiction. Exactly. See, (laughs) (laughs) as long as Colin's around, (laughs) it it takes way too much of my money. (laughs) There's some breaking news. Um, that just happened evidently earlier today. That's why I suddenly went quiet here. I just got a, a alert on it. Google VP Alan Eustace just beat Felix Baumgartner's skydive. He jumped 135,908 feet above New Mexico today. Um, broke 800 mile per hour speeds. Became the second human being to break the sound barrier outside of an airplane. Is oh, the reason that's... we didn't hear about this because Red Bull didn't sponsor it? Pro- honestly, probably. probably. Especially because he declined assistance from Google and wanted to do it himself. Because hmm. um, I'll bet you if Google had been involved, it would have been all over YouTube, Every everything. Um, he did not ride a space capsule up. He instead... <laughs> you got to find a picture of this because it looks kind of humorous. Um, j- just a... Th- Balloon hooked to kind of a gurney and him bolted to the gurney until he pulled the ripcord and dropped out. Um, that takes guts. <laughs> yeah. you, you know when, you, um, when you're riding that, that ride, uh, the, the, the roller coaster, and it's just kind of slowly taking you up to the crest of the hill, and the entire time you're going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is going to be insane, and then it drops you down the other side. Yeah, he did that for two hours before being dropped down the other side. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna take a nap and <laughs> read read my email. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. Sorry, this isn't in the show notes yet. I'll put it in here, but um, that is uh, cool. th- that's very very cool. The, the thing that's uh, interesting to me is that after Felix made the jump, he said that was terrifying. I'm not ever going to do it again, and I don't want anyone else doing it either <laughs> because it's he he thought he was gonna die. And so it's it's interesting that there are still people that want to do this after what Felix said. Well, if he did it, I can do it. Exactly. I don't think there's ever going to be a time where the human condition says, no, no, you know what? I think he's right. I don't think anyone should ever try this ever again. Yeah. 
I, I don't see it really in the human condition. See cheese rolling. <laughs> yeah, we'll discuss that in a little bit. <laughs> he cheese rolled for 135,000 feet. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, adding it to the show notes right now. Okay. Um, let's go into some other human conditions. Okay. We're, we're jumping around a bit, a little bit odd here. Gamergate. Let's talk about Gamergate. Last week we talked about racism. Here we're going to be talking about sexism. Gamergate, if, if you're not familiar with it, Gamergate is what's being called uh, this entire scandal about the game review industry. There was a, a game reviewer who happened to be female who dared say that a game wasn't good and immediately was lambasted on the internet. It didn't help that her psychotic ex-boyfriend immediately started pro posting things about her online. Things that people say are false, some people, others people say are true. All of it, honestly, irrelevant. Well, but I, you're, you're missing, mixing two stories. There's one about an indie game developer who was female um, who released a game about, about depression, and she got tons of, of hate mail and stuff for that. And then there was the report, and that was the one where her boyfriend was posting things about her. Oh, right, you're right. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, if we're going to be reporting on this, we might as well get the details that accurate. Was, that was Zoe Quinn, and the game was uh, something depression? I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, and then the reporter uh, was known uh, Sarke Sarkeesian. I think her name, her last name is. I don't know her first name. This has been going on for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we haven't said anything about it because... Well, there's, there's a few reasons we haven't said anything about it. On one side, people on Gamergate are saying that a lot of this has raised questions saying about how the game developers and game reviewers are integrating. Uh, are there any kind of collusions happening in the background? Is there a reason why some people are beginning early access to things and things aren't really being equal? And on the other side are reviewers and bloggers and developers saying, hold on, that douchebag is calling me out and threatening my family's life. Yeah. So you see there's kind of a, it's kind of an unbalanced argument here. Um, <laughs> well, it's gotten really, really bad. It's gotten so bad that uh, that game reporter was actually supposed to speak here in Utah last week. And someone sent in a terrorist threat saying that she was going to speak at a college and that if she was allowed to speak, there would be a shooting event unlike the United States had ever been seen. Here is where this turns really unfortunate, as if that wasn't unfortunate at enough. That the FBI was to say, yes, this was a threat. However, it is not really inconsistent with all the other threats you've been getting, and therefore we don't see it uh, as a credible as a credible threat that says a lot of bad things right there okay i'm not even calling out the fbi out on that because it's their job to, uh, to assess threats assess threats and if this is the exact same threat she's been getting everywhere she goes to speak and none of it has been acted out on from a law enforcement standpoint there isn't really a reason to act to to give credit where this one is yeah but to add add um icing on top of that uh Utah is a um, is a state that allows uh, concealed. We're a concealed carry state. Yeah, and any any public area 
concealed carry is honored and at public universities that is even honored i know some people from other states are going to be listening to this a little bit confused but trust us we've gone through the courts this has happened before if you're at a public university you are and you have a valid concealed carry permit you are allowed to conceal carry to schools it's how it is when she found out about that and how the university could not enforce could could tell people to disarm she canceled her talk you know what? That's fully within her rights, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's still unfortunate. But. It's still unfortunate. She's calling out Utah with their laws, which is unfortunate, too. Um, everyone else is calling her a wuss. That's, and here's what's really pissing me off about the whole Gamergate situation, is that it's all secondary to the fact that there's a very vocal subset of people who think it's totally fine to make terrorist threats against other people because they don't like a game. It's gotten so bad that Felicia Day, who we all know as a geek girl goddess, has been worried about even talking about Gamergate because she's been worried about all these hackers going after her and publishing all of her information online. She does. She says that, and almost immediately, all of her information is posted online. Yeah, it's... And she's she's afraid to to go out. She she even mentions that she sees two people in cosplay, and she actually crosses the street to avoid uh, no, them. Gamer, it's, not cosplay, but gamer clothing. Oh, okay, gamer clothing. Yeah, I misread that then. But yeah, she she went out of her way to to get out of that situation instead of what she would normally do. Like, hey, how's it going? You know. Now, part of the thing is, and here's the reason we're finally getting to this is because um, there is an actual GamerGate Reddit of course, because there's a subreddit for everything. And they have come out and said that uh, they do not condone it. They don't, it's called doxing, where you suddenly send everyone's full information out over the internet. Um, and they don't condone it. That every idiot who goes and doxes someone else is actually hindering the movement. But here's the problem, and it's the same problem we ran into with Anonymous years ago. When you have such a movement... Anyone can do anything and say it's part of that movement. Okay, remember when Anonymous kept saying, no, 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 that hack wasn't us. That hack was not Anonymous. Except for the fact that the very fact that you could say you were Anonymous made you part of Anonymous. It's the same problem they're running into here. Only now, instead of Anonymous hacking people, you have other douchebags hacking people because they didn't like the score you gave on Crazy Taxi 12. That's a horrible game. <laughs> Please don't dox me. The Japanese only release of Crazy Taxi 11R. That was awesome. Crazy, ta- Crazy Taxi Tactics. That was it. Such a good game. For Game Boy Advance. I personally like the Crazy Taxi Origins. <laughs> Everyone needs a good origin story. So um, we don't really have anything to report on this other than there's a whole bunch of idiots out there who thinks it's okay to hack and threaten people because they have absolutely no lives. Yeah, And yeah, I'm trolling you idiots. I don't think any of our listeners would do that. Um, but it's, that's what I was oh, no, just because thinking. I, because I'm not a woman. I, I really hope not. I, I, I like to give our listeners the benefit of the doubt. But if, if it is the case, I, I I just want to remind people that everyone's human. Grow up. Act like adults. If you're playing an adult game, act like an adult. That's all I got to say. You know. Yeah. 
And who ca- and honestly, who cares if someone doesn't like what you play? That 13-year-old yeah. that's talking about what he did to your mother last night as he's killing you in Call of Duty. That's who doesn't like it. Well, good for him. That's what we call the trolls. <laughs> or squeakers. We actually call they them squeakers. Standard, standard the, uh, trolls. <laughs> I hate getting docked by squeakers. <laughs> oh, all this terminology. Um, okay. Let's move on. We're running out of time here. Uh, kind of funny story actually happened at CERN this week. Uh, CERN, if you don't know what it is, you're lying because everyone knows what CERN is. But the huge scientific um, organization came across an old archive of photos, and they're trying to index them, kind of put them into historical perspective. But here's the problem. They don't know what these photos are of. No, some it's, of them they don't. Yeah. <laughs> or, or who these people are in so many cases. Um, uh, so they have published all of these photos to the internet with an open letter saying, if anyone out there knows what this is or who this person is or what he's doing, can you let us know? I'm going which, with evidence of an alternate timeline. Which, yeah, exactly. This is just the flotsam coming through the cards, the uh, Cardiff uh, portal. I think this is totally a torture. Doctor, (laughs) there's things like no idea. August 1969. That's how it is actually labeled. They have no idea what it is. A picture labeled an extreme close-up of something. 1970. (laughs) Um, We have no sense of scale for this. Is it some kind of pipe? March 1970. This scares the crap out of me, actually. I it, no, it it doesn't scare me because I the CERN was doing so much; and they still are, um, and there are so many projects that that go on and off the record, whether by accident or just because they're do, they're working on it so quickly that they they don't have time to document it. Um, and so there's a there's probably a lot of the stuff that's either just junk from stuff they've picked up or just something that wasn't really documented you know i mean well and people you're absolutely right because people don't think about that but and i know we're getting into sd files territory which you can find here on stolen droids every week um but even the original moon landing videos were not maintained mm-hmm. okay because people oftentimes just don't think hey maybe i should be detailing this in excruciating detail I just said detail twice in a sentence, but you know, maybe I shouldn't. Be, maybe I should be doing this. Yeah, it's just not a natural thought to have at every moment. Well, and, and you, you you bring up the moon landing. That's a perfect example. When you're prototyping something, especially for for um, the space race, where you're trying to get stuff done in such a rapid succession, you're prototyping so many things at such a fast rate that you don't have time to document everything. You might you might go through, um, you know couple dozen iterations of one part um, until you find one that works and all those other dozens that didn't work you're throwing out and only to be picked up later on to say I have no clue what this was or what it's for so I'm sure it happens all the time they probably they're probably still doing it you know yeah if only they had Instagram back then we would know what everybody ate that day for lunch we wouldn't know yeah, that's the problem is that Instagram and Twitter aren't exactly weighted 
the, uh, you know, the mission <laughs> we know this guy had a salad <laughs> lunch would be held with the sev- same amount of reverence as he just landed. <laughs> we don't know who this guy was, but we know he had a pastrami burger for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> some dude walking on what, I don't know, looks like some desert in the middle of the night with the earth looking down upon him. But yeah, pastrami <laughs> on rye. Man landed on the moon, left a negative Yelp review. <laughs> Too far from home. This place sucks. There's no gas stations anywhere. It's cold. My 4G is horrible up here. <laughs> First world problems. Okay. Um, let's talk about some Marvel news. Now, if you're like me and you watch Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you watched it this week and so saw, ooh, next week, an exclusive first look at Avengers Age of Ultron, which meant new teaser trailer coming out, and you were excited. Yay. And then Wednesday came around, and the trailer was out. Someone leaked it. Not to be outdone, Marvel said, okay, fine. They're going to leak it, this crappy bootleg version. We might as well pull the trigger. And they released the actual high-resolution one on their official YouTube channel. And then, in the greatest PR move I've ever seen, took to Twitter and said simply, Damn it, Hydra. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they didn't even link the video. They didn't even reference what they're talking about because everyone got it. You know, the thing that uh, that just I absolutely love about this is usually when we see leaked footage or a leaked trailer or something, the studios flip out, issue takedown notices left and right, try and get it off the Internet so that they can control it. And instead, Marvel's like, man, it's out there. People have seen it. Let's give them a good quality. I, I absolutely yeah, yeah. love the way that they took to that. And I hope that it it sets the example for for companies going forward. Well, you remember when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and everyone was talking about Groot. Everyone was talking about Groot. And you started to see these bootleg versions go up online. And so what did they do? They released high-definition video of the end scene of baby Groot dancing and Drax sharpening his blade. Mm-hmm. And the internet went nuts for it. And it kind of ties back into what we've been saying all along. Give people what they want to see. Give them a legitimate way to get it, and they won't pirate. Exactly. Okay? Uh, Unless what they want a legitimate source of is something illegal like drugs or humans. Um, (laughs) In which case, we don't need a legitimate way to get that. But Um, not in a creepy way. Yeah. yeah. But I swear, Marvel's PR department, um, those guys are geniuses. They can do no wrong right now. Yeah, they're they're doing quite well, uh, but you know, speaking of a company who can't do no right. Well, quick, 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 show of hands here, or, or even because that makes horrible radio. Uh, Schmitty, how many times have you watched the trailer? Four. Colin, I can't count anymore. <laughs> Zoner, uh, two or three, I think. Uh, I, I've gone five. Um, I've gone five, and I've even watched the scene by scene analysis of it. Yes, as I have, I have looked at that stuff as well. If you have not seen it. What are you doing still listening to this show? <laughs> no. We're almost over for the week. Anyway, go f- look at the trailer. No, we still have there news. Are keep, no strings on keep me. Keep people here. Just pause, go do it, and then come back and listen. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, go ahead, Zonner. Yeah, speaking of companies, I mean, Marvel is really doing a lot right here in this area. But DC, and I, we've said it before, they can, can't really seem to do any right, especially when it comes to comic books, which is what they do. But... 
it's starting to we're starting to see some rumors that the DC's new 52 may be done soon. At, and this is a spoiler, but at the end of Superman Doom number 2, there is an image of some crystals that contain different aspects of the multiverse. There are different DC universes. We've got the Perez and, and Wolfman Teen Titans from the 80s. We've got, you know, Elseworlds Batman. We've got we've got a bunch of different DC things. And then there's some pre-19 or pre-New 52 images there as well. And it's getting a lot of people speculating, is DC going to pull the plug on the New 52? I, I personally, I, I don't have time or money to read comics, but I don't like the New 52. The, the movies that have been based off of it, I have not liked. Uh, the character designs, the storylines, I have not liked. It's felt perverse, for lack of a better word. And I'd like to think that I'm not the only one who's felt that way, though I might be. I don't know. Well, you know, it's funny because I was talking to my sister, who's a big comic nerd earlier tonight, and she said, you know, is DC... You know, are, are they... Have they done what they wanted to do with the New 52? Are they justified in pulling the plug at this point the new 52 was all about selling comic books that's all it was they yeah. said that it was about simplifying things but then they introduced earth 2 within six months i believe it was which just convoluted the whole thing up again they just mucked it all up again and you know they didn't even give enough forethought to what you're going to do with clark kent's parents well, let me let me ask this here because we are running low on time here, and because of the four of us, I think you're the only one who really follows comics. But we all kind of follow TV and what they've been doing that way, and the new movies. Do you think that they might be ready to kind of retcon the continuity again to more closely match the TV continuity and the movie continuity that's being formed? I wouldn't be. They've surprised. seen a lot of. I mean, Marvel's had a lot of success with that. A lot of success. The whole unified universe going forward. That maybe it would be wise to do that. I think it makes a lot of sense. However, Jeff Johns alluded this week that they have a multiverse when it comes to their TV and their movies. And so, I mean, they can't get away from the freaking concept of a multiverse. It's driving me nuts. Which is too bad because I would would pay to see a Flash movie if it was done as well as the TV show. Yeah, I mean, well, we're getting a Flash movie, but not with the Flash characters that we know from TV. Schmitty and Colin have not caught up on Flash. No. Oh, I've caught up on Flash. I'm catching up on Doctor Who, so that's my excuse. Yeah, he's You'll got never 50, catch up on Doctor Who. Yeah, he's got Are you 50 me? years of episodes to watch. Give him some time, dude. Yeah. He's got at least a year. But yeah, listeners, you, tell us what you think. Is New 52 almost done? Should it be done? Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Am I, yes, am I wrong for thinking that they may be alluding to it? Perhaps. All right, into our favorites. Um, mine is kind of a weird hodgepodge, but this week Microsoft released a new app for Android. I have missed a few things from my Windows phone, and Microsoft saw fit to add a couple of them back in the form of the next lock screen. Um, it's not a true lock screen. Um, purists will will yell out at that, and I, I can't argue you're right. But what it does is it shows you 
pretty much all the information you need to know on your lock screen, but also gives you a quick launch at the bottom that will change depending on where you are in your day, at home, on the go, or at work. And you can customize which apps are there. Um, I really, really like it. It's super smooth. My phone, I have, an, I have a G3, and it's been working it perfectly. And honestly, I just like the Microsoft aesthetic, and I'm happy to have it back on my phone. It's a free download. They do mention it's in beta, but it works on everyone I've heard. Uh, worth checking out, so definitely do. Awesome. Yeah, I got it too. I love it. <laughs> uh, my favorite um, is uh, from a guy named Evan Wallace. He's a he's a programmer, um, and he's working with WebGL, focusing on on rendering uh, qualities of WebGL. And uh, the specific rendering that he did was with a water simulation. Um, you have a ball in water that you can manipulate around and um, watch the water ripple around it and stuff. That he mentions that the ripple of the water isn't as realistic as it could be, but um, he's focusing on what WebGL can do, and it is amazing. This is this is the kind of stuff you'd see in in video games about two or three years ago, um, in a web browser. So, just amazing to see what where uh, web technology is going, and uh, so that's that's my favorite for the week. Check it out. All right, so uh, my favorite uh, is of a little boy uh, who is terminally ill uh, here in Utah. And uh, he's uh, suffering from uh, lymphoblastic, if I pronounce that correctly, leukemia, uh, and was diagnosed with about a couple days to a couple weeks uh, to live. And the community uh, has gathered around him uh, in the sense that uh, they are bringing all the major holidays to him within this week. So they've, they've had Halloween, they've had uh, his birthday party, and they've had uh, Christmas. And for his birthday, uh, FantasyCon um, actually helped organize where a bunch of different um, cosplayers and um, the local police came, um, and they did this huge parade for him, uh, hung out with him, got a bunch of pictures with him, and just... Uh, was able to kind of just bring some joy into his life um, before uh, before he passes. Uh, and so I thought that was just an amazing, amazing way for Utahns to show support. And it's just amazing uh, geek pop culture that we have here that we were able to kind of bring that to him. Yeah, it, it goes pretty in depth. We were... Uh... My, my family was out eating dinner tonight, and uh, on the radio, the radio stations have switched into Christmas carol mode uh, today and tomorrow just to fit in with this. Um, they don't think he has much longer to live, and they're trying to get through the entire year of holidays. So it's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's really cool story and shows just how awesome people can be. Now, my favorite this week shows how stupid people can be. And it's holding on to that happy feeling. It's an exercise in Darwinism at its finest. Uh, I guess every year in England, uh, they have a cheese rolling competition where people throw a wheel of cheese down a giant hill and then they chase after it. And they roll after. I, I found I, I I watched a few different a, a few different highlight videos, but the 2009 video is my favorite. And you see the cheese go, and then you see the people go, and your first thought is, this is not safe. And before long, you see people being carted off on stretchers, and, I mean, it 
it's absolutely insane what these people are doing. Yeah, I was mesmerized and highly entertained as I watched them put their bodies this on the stupid. line. If for they cheese. want the cheese so much, they shouldn't have let go of it in the first place. That's true. I mean, <laughs> really, how hard is it to go to the market and buy a new cheese wheel? <laughs> the one that I think it's like two thirds of the way through the guy who ends up going end over end, head over foot, just like a board. Um, that one had me cringing and laughing the most. Yeah, you know, it's like truck dismount. This is an excellent way to end up in a wheelchair, eating your cheese through a straw for the rest of your life. <laughs> All right. Well, that is our show this week. Uh, again, let us know what you're thinking. Feedback at StolenDroids.com or call us 801-917-GEEK. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Friend us on Facebook. Uh, but until next time, cheers. End of line. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> Good day. Dang it. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.